The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go! You're wasting time! Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is Jakey Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Frank. I don't know how to start it. John and I are in the same room. Hello, everybody. It's another podcast. Frankie, all the way in Canada, we're here doing Harry Potter stuff. Thanks for listening. So we're not a triangle this week. This uh, week, we're a line. Just two points, not three. So what's going on this week is that Melissa's not in New York. Melissa's in, LA. Melissa's in LA. That's big news. Big news. Um, oh, lots of reasons. That's embargoed. We I'm, can't talk I'm about it. I'm wild and crazy, and I just like to come to LA just to bother John. Mm-hmm. I just yes. appear at his doorstep, and then I nag him for hours. Yes, she is quite the troll. She puts in a lot of hard work. Lots of hard work. <laughs> Podcast two eighty four. Two eighty four. We're in the two eighties forever. It feels no, like we're kind of getting through them right now. I like it. Like out of the two eighties. It's sloshing. We got our rubber boots on. That's true. We're making progress. I'll tell you something. Yeah. I just went and re-added every single Pottercast to our feed. Holy. You found every one of them? I found every one of them. They're there all... were like missing ones. No, they're all up. Holy they were all. Moly. They were all in Lipson. They were all there. Oh, I don't know why people thought that there were some that just never worked. No, it was because some, there was like a mismatch the between the file. I went through and found every... Every file. So. Every file. So the... the Even thing us <laughs> filking? Oh, yeah. God, that's I can't believe that's I on the internet again. What, I was what, so ready for that not to be on the internet. Let me tell you the strength, oh the strength, the formidable strength of character I had to make up in order uh, to put that back on the internet. Every once in a while, I, I hear Voldemort's outside in nope. my head just because the actual song is playing, and I'm like, oh my god, nope. Like, maybe wh- why is I'll, that in my brain? Still? Maybe I'll go delete it. Um, anyway, <laughs> download any, it while you can. Any, anyway. The point I was going to made in the 1980s was that we say, we keep saying we're in the 280s, but do you know how many unnumbered Pottercasts there are? There's like 40 of them or something. Oh my God. So we're actually ahead of MuggleCast. No. Oh, shit. (laughs) But I also think there's no way we're ahead of MuggleCast. Hey, just check the Who Is records, okay? That's all I'm going to say. Wait, wait. Who is. In quantity. Yeah. In quantity. I think you mean in quality. Leave them alone. No, I said we're not. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Eclipsed by the. Uh, you said the good one. Okay. Um, yeah. Somebody has been reading our iTunes reviews. No, but it, it just made me. It just made me go and like think. Why didn't we call everything a number? We weren't thinking that we should be uh, racking up that tally. I guess. Let's I be honest. Know. Nobody thought that in 2018 we'd be podcasting. I, I mean, 10 years. Oh later? no, not at all. Mm. 13. 13. Crazy. A decade. Get 13 out. years for me. A decade. Yeah, Frankie, oh, it's right. Like Longer 10. than yeah, a 12. Yeah. It's been yeah, it's been over a decade now. I feel like for there me. used to be other people involved, but I can't remember anymore. It's been so long. You're in a mood. John is in a mood, everybody. Uh, don't get, don't, don't stir don't, that. I don't know how disciplined I'll be. I'm just rewarding. I think I, think I am past the point. You know, so I'm rewarding is, the old time listeners here. Yeah. So 
so yeah anyway it was really fun going back through all those old files yeah that yeah. you listened to a lot of them no or? i did not listen to <laughs> 280 hours or 300 hours oh of pottercast i did you not know it's funny because i don't journal i don't really vlog or have much kind of documentation of my life so these shows are the closest thing i have to that and i just cannot get myself to sit down and listen to them well, that's a great ad for Pottercast. Well, everybody. you know, it's like everybody listening to your own voice. It's weird. You True. know, I don't... You know what? I didn't think of it from that perspective, John. Now I want to. Right. That's so interesting. So just, now, how about you do it and nice tell me... Analytical thing it's to like do. baby pictures. Yeah, just transcribe really it. Look at them. I don't know. Oh, I'd probably cringe at everything I'd say, though. Ugh. Aww. Ew. Yeah, no, it's all there. It is all there on the internet forever i just want to go back and listen to see just how much of these fantastic beast screenplays i predicted in like 2009 like before john's still eating off mr blood here i'm eating off mr blood and those (laughs) those hogwarts nights and all of that the hogwarts nights is really specific and amazing it was pretty mr blood was less specific and also amazing i felt like there was something in the (laughs) new fantastic beast screenplay that reminded me of the sort of throwaway detail that the knights moved their head towards the voices in like chamber of secrets or whatever book it was that was like my trigger to have that theory but i can't remember what it was now so why don't we go back and read it all the potentially new listeners oh god what is mr blood so mr blood yeah mr blood let's go over this so we were trying to talk about what uh what the connection was, the special connection between Harry and Voldemort. And it was a conversation about uh, um, blood. This was before we knew about Horcruxes. And so we had to describe, like, what we had to kind of, what's the word? Personify or something. Like, trying to give give a name to Harry's blood. And so... I've just figured, okay, so we'll call Harry's blood Mr. Blood. And then it just turned into like the most ridiculous thing but to say. But the theory ended up being right. Yeah. The theory it was about up- having the blood inside Voldemort somehow. I need to go. I, I cannot remember what Mr. Blood is. I wonder if the internet would tell me. Maybe. <laughs> Alexa, what's I, Mr. Mr. Blood? Mr. Blood is one of the ways <laughs> I wooed you guys. Because I drew you, uh, I drew you a sorry, picture when you were sick sorry. one time. Alexa just said, "Sorry, I don't know that word." Yeah. <laughs> sorry, say that again. <laughs> Someone needs to teach Alexa about Mr. Blood. So, what what were you saying? Oh, I was saying Mr. Blood is one of the ways I like wooed you guys with drawings. That's before right. I was on the show. That's right. Because I drew you in bed with uh, as with sick with the Mr. Blood doctor. Damn, Frankie, you must have like a very high success rate with your like drawing to solicit people and their attention because it worked on us immediately (laughs) honestly it's a bad habit of mine because it's one of those things that like if i if i really want someone's attention and i was like hmm i know what i can do and i'll draw like i can draw something or and see if that impresses them and then i can go from there and i don't like that i do it but sometimes it gets people's attention it works i mean (laughs) certain birds will you know puff up their feathers in a way and like put on a whole song and dance to get the attention of people so hell i i got leaky's attention back in the day by making them a website you know exactly what john did i haven't uh, gotten rid of him since you know that was 15 (laughs) years ago or something yeah, that's that true. was 16 years ago. Jeez. Yeah. I'm old. Jiminy Cricket. 
Jiminy Cricket, indeed. I'm still looking for Mr. Blood. Okay, if somebody can correct, can an old time, what we're looking for is an old time fan of Pottercast to accurately sum up <laughs> what Mr. Blood is because we, the, the, the thing has become apocryphal. Even Joe yeah. said she was impressed by the theory yeah. because, you know, because it was right. And so it has become Mr. Blood and it has, that encapsulates what Mr. Blood is and I don't know what Mr. Blood is anymore. We're so far removed <laughs> from it that now we just quote Mr. Blood and and it's like an old inside joke and it should yeah. be it should be accessible. I know. So should those transcriptions, by the way. They're around. Doggone it. We Where gotta, are they? Where's we the website? We gotta add them to the new website. We have a new website coming. New website coming. I bet you can't figure it out what it is. hella tight, y'all. You would think that podcast.com really would redirect to it, but it does not yet because it's not ready. It's not ready. We but have things to do to it. But soon. Soon, yeah, soon, soon. All right. So John has seen... John has seen Crimes of Grindelwald again. Melissa still has not because of stuff. And Frankie, you've seen it twice, yes? Yes, I've seen it twice, not a third time. John has also read the screenplay. Yes, I have read the screenplay. So yes, I'm very, very curious to see your if anything changed on your end or what you saw different or understand to be better. Like Now, do you think he's actually a Dumbledore for sure? Or at least that was a goal of the movie now? I still... Or <clears throat> do you still think it's a, a mislead? I still think it's a mislead. Our, actually, I've, I've evolved that a little bit. I was explaining to Melissa and Bree a minute ago. I think there are, you know, there are, there are three distinct possibilities. Possibility A is that... Grindelwald is lying on purpose to Credence and Grindelwald knows that Credence is not a Dumbledore but he has his own reasons for telling him so. Um, possibility B is that Grindelwald actually believes that he is a Dumbledore based on some form of some magic, some something that leads him to think this is true and uh, but in reality he's not related. Or possibility C uh, Grindelwald believes him to be a Dumbledore, and in reality, he actually is a Dumbledore. So, I, if that's a spectrum, um, I had originally believed A to be the truth, but I'm willing to believe There's B. There's a fourth option, that he believes he's a Dumbledore and he ends up not being a Dumbledore. There's four, there's four possibilities I there. I thought that was there's B. Two, there's two variables, right? There's... There's Grindelwald believes and yeah. he is a Dumbledore. Grindelwald believes and he isn't a Dumbledore. Yeah. Then there's Grindelwald doesn't believe and he is a Dumbledore. Oh. Then there's Grindelwald doesn't believe and he isn't a Dumbledore. So I think the one we're missing is Grindelwald doesn't believe and then he also ends up being. A I mean Dumbledore. that one would be so outrageous. Grindelwald, like Grindelwald thinks, thinks he's, thinks being he's tricking him, but he turns out yeah. he's not. Right. <laughs> that would be so wild. That'd be great. I'd, I'd be down no, for that'd that. That'd be so boomerang logicy and weird. Yeah, yeah I, I'm down for it. Let's do it. Oh my god. Let's tell him. We figured it out, guys. <laughs> yeah, there it is. That's Dumbledore thinks he's a trick, he was, but who's he was, the tricks on the the what is it? The jokes on you, Mister Protego, whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, Frankie, the blue fire spell that Grindelwald uses in the um, you know the new chamber of secrets or whatever the hell that place is called um it's uh-huh. protego diabolica what does that mean it means protect the wicked thing basically basically or protect the wicked one so now it wasn't in the script it wasn't in that final cut so yeah so here's possibilities a, out of the screenplay here right after theseus says let's take him 
<laughs> right. Okay. To Grindelwald, it says, they start wow. to descend the amphitheater steps. Grindelwald turns his back on the advancing aurors and relishing the fight to come, speaks the line, Protego Diabolica. He spins and draws a protective circle of black, black fire around himself. See, Joe wrote that. And the exits close. Here's the thing. It wasn't in the final cut. Mm-mm. But the way that you talk about that that screenplay line right mm-hmm. there makes me think that it is just as written by Joe as the rest of it. Yeah. So, um, Protego. Yeah, di- and they wouldn't. Is that the published one, John? Yeah. Were you reading from? Oh, no. No, well, I mean, she, he has the unpublished She had been sending me drafts right. kind of throughout the year. I was going to say. Um, and <laughs> I've been kind of. I don't know if you like found it online and someone transcripted it or if you like got the one that like they sell at Barnes and Noble. No, no, this is the online ebook uh, one. Yeah. But that's the one that they officially put out. So like so they intentionally left that protect in Protect the evil one or the wicked yeah. one or whatever. Seems a little. <laughs> on the nose well i mean think about what the spell does it is a protection spell it will not like <laughs> repel you like the cute little spell around the goblet of fire if you're not old enough it will literally incinerate you is to, to the best of our visual understanding it makes you turn into dust uh you know so that you know that's a very awful way of protecting anything yeah we need to talk about like the textual implications of the fact that he's calling himself evil yeah that is weird would voldemort even describe himself as evil voldemort would not describe himself as evil. i don't think anyone truly evil describes himself as evil i don't think you can reach that level of evil without that sense of yeah delusion okay you know what's okay look i want to there's a um there was a comic book i read in high school that was really interesting and it was like the marvel universe but like way way into the future when everyone on the planet has like (laughs) evolved into like a superhuman being whatever okay and magneto was talking about how when he was like in the 60s oh that how he chose to call himself the brotherhood of evil mutants Mm -hmm. because it forced xavier to play by the rules. It was one of that. It was just that psychology aspect. It was backwards logic because it was the 1960s, like the brother of evil mutants, you know, uh-huh. it was just very on the nose back then. And so it was just them kind of retroactively kind of finding a logic behind it. But I found that concept interesting. And so I don't think that's a one-to-one comparison here. No. But I do think it's an interesting kind of concept. Yeah, but if you're invoking magic and like the essence of magic has to recognize you as evil for a spell to work. What is that? Oh, I see what you mean. Interesting. Yeah, if the incantation is invoking the... evil, right? Well, the thing, the magic could somehow determine whether or not somebody actually was following, going, intending to follow Grindelwald because right. it incinerated the one follower of his who was obviously some kind of spy or somebody who was just on the fence. Mm-hmm. A but doubter. It, it, it seemed like it just incinerated a, a, doubter. a doubter. And it didn't incinerate Queenie. So I, as much as we, like we can assign motivation to Queenie no, and try to in. give her an out, mm-hmm. are we really saying that she decided in that moment or right before or sometime before that she's diabolical or evil enough to that's, be that's acknowledged? By this fire as one of the evil ones? I think the fire identified Queenie's agency. I think whether or not we knew about this Portego Diabolico, whatever, um, the fire let us know that it was Queenie's choice fully and completely. Yeah. And so, but yeah, she's, 
Jeez. You gotta wonder about your life choices when you yeah. make it through the Protego Diabolica spell. I know. And how is she even I, gonna recover I, from that? To be like, oh, not. remember that time where I was like cool with Grindelwald for a while, and like the Diabolical spell you, let me through. Like what? Also, is Diabolica Latin for diabolical? I don't know. Is that was that a word? Let me look it up. This whole like do the thing that you want, but in Latin, and that's magic is. Sabrina's been doing that too on no Netflix. Way. Like, it's just like do a bit of Latin, and that's a spell. Devilish, fiendish, satanic, demonic, <laughs> hellish, eternal, evil, wicked. Well, well un- now that you put it that way, ungodly, unholy, ungodly. What were you? What did you just say before that, Melissa? Um, the whole like, like what were you guys complaining about? Magic, magic? like you what you in, you invoke Latin. Yeah. Like any like, kind of Latin sounding word yeah, can be. Yeah, like spell. I would like a million dollars. Let oh, me say oh, oh. a million dollars in Latin okay, and a million dollars will appear. <laughs> it's like, how, how did <laughs> okay, they... Okay, wait. I have a question about Queenie. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you guys think that the like the attention to detail is just maybe I'm being too like nitpicky nerd here because his one follower, lady follower, just like walked right through. <sighs> it didn't even affect her. Sure. Even the one friend... The, the other guy who was a doubter walked through and got burned up. And then we see Queenie. She did not walk through easily. It hurt her. Yeah. Oh, it did hurt so, her. So, like, I think that does show. I think that shows that it wasn't. Well, she screamed. A complete thing. Yeah. And so, like, if that was showing her true, true, she like it was a struggle for her. Like, she's not. Yeah, but there yet. Yeah, but they also. Ish. Or it was part of the. A mind but it has to be less of a struggle than it yeah. was for doubting guy, and doubting guy was already fully in the in the circle. Well, Doubting Guy might have been purposefully trying to trick them, and that, like, duplicity is what triggered it to be, like, you're so far removed from being part of this cause, Maybe. you're trying to, like, screw us. But listen to this. So, I just Google entomology for diabolical. It has a British slang definition. Oh. In British slang, diabolical can also mean disgraceful or bad, as in the food was diabolical. Wait, do British people? I know they call it like they call good food beautiful, but I've never heard this. Is the bad food diabolical? Any British folks out there want to chime in? Like diabolical, as in like ew, or like that's badass, disgraceful, or bad. So uh, it does come from Latin, from the word diabolus, which itself transcends from the Greek diabolos, a word that literally means slander. In English, diabolical has many nuances of meaning, and it can describe the devil himself or anything related to or characteristic of him in appearance, behavior, or I really or don't think this is protect the bad food. I mean... Protect that bad food. Protect the disgraceful one. No. Yeah, I mean, no. it's... It's it's diabolical. It's just an awful way of, like... It'd be like saying you're playing defense by surrounding your house with sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads like it's not defense if the defense itself can kill you so wait i want to i want to go back to queenie for a hot second so if that guy was actually on the other side he wouldn't have walked through the fire he's smart he Uh ostensibly would be smart enough to know that oh that's a bad thing don't go through that yeah if you're not really on his side if he was doubting a little bit then then that means that Queenie had to have been doubting less to make to make it all the way through it. Yeah. You know? So I don't think we can really exempt like her struggle right. with that structure. 
Well, I don't think you can ignore it either, though. It's not like... They, they, right, but I'm was, saying that she's more there. of a Grindelwald follower than the guy that got burned alive, which doesn't make her much better than a full hearted. Like, I don't, I don't put... I don't... No part of me excuses her mm-hmm. under those circumstances. Like, well, you're basically, you're just you're what, what I'm hearing is whether she's an eight or a ten on that scale is irrelevant because totally. once you pass the five, it's wrong. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's the purpose of the fire and the, the what we're supposed to see is that once you've okay, so okay. once you pass the fire, so, okay, test, the, to me, like all I'm saying is I think. To me, all I'm saying is that that two percent is all the difference, in my opinion. I find that so interesting. But what does the two percent matter when he she's still, you know, standing by Grindelwald's side? What does the two percent matter? Right. That's like what? you know, well, I, I, I don't. I know guarantee. I, just, I like giving people second chances. Sure, like there's, but you know, there's a, there's there's potential for repentance. I understand, but and so it's interesting. I understand, to me. but it, and it's it's interesting, but I don't, I don't exempt anyone from turning on the gas chambers because they were ten percent good. You know, right? No, no, I know. I'm I, exactly, and I, I'm just interested to see what this. This is a great character. I'm so excited sure. to see what happens. Yeah, I am too. I mean, I'm da- yeah, like, I'm down for this like is learning an interest, more. This is good. This is good storytelling in my sure. opinion. Sure, it's interesting. Yeah, sure. And her agency my, for personally is, is interesting. And and we're still talking about Queenie, right? We are still talking about Queenie. Okay. Why? Why? No, I was just starting to to read a little bit of the screenplay about the that spell a little bit more. And and there's more. Well, I just remembered something about like uh, t- when they were trying to communicate with F- F- Flamel about why it was so important for him to be there and how it was almost like F- Flamel knew that that particular spell was going to be used and the implications for it getting out of control because there was some mention of like, you know, if we don't stop it, it's going to burn down all of Paris or something. Which and he it's, hates. And it's like how did they know he was going to use the spell and like yeah. what the heck oh i just figured flamel is just ex- i just figured he's experienced like he just knows in how to what handle though stuff. wasn't grindelwald and forgive me if i'm wrong i remember some sort of story someplace where grindelwald was the first one to rise the first bad wizarding like really bad wizarding guy to attempt domination there were bad wizards before there were evil wizards before but there was no nobody that like tried to like organize and yeah. attempt to dominate in that way so if flamel has some expertise in this what is it coming from right no i mean just like he just understands magic right but like he's yeah. he's not he's he's sure. old he's been around well, he forever an and he probably and knows a lot of theory <laughs> yeah he's therefore he's therefore incapable <laughs> that of was being silly stabbed um I didn't care how they wrote him. I thought he was a little too quirky. It was a little. It was a little. I don't understand why. If you have the Sorcerer's Stone, you have to exist like a mummy, or you're so yeah. fragile. Well, it's not that it's keeping you young. It's just keeping you from right. your everything falling apart and dying. But you're sure. still old AF. Old AF. Yeah. It's a technical term. Super technical. Six hundred and sixty years old or something. Um. So, uh, the 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 Queenie bit here just for the uh, ex- the extra stage direction of it all is um so uh angle on queenie and jacob queenie says walk with me jacob says honey no queenie screams walk with me jacob says you're crazy and then direction says <laughs> she reads his mind turns hesitates then walks into the black fire jacob desperate disbelieving no queenie don't do it she screams and Jacob covers his face, terrified, as she passes through the ring of fire and joins Grindelwald's side. Queenie, says Jacob. Queenie, screams Tina, and then Queenie disapparates. 
So, um, when she says walk with me, Mm -hmm. does she ever in her wildest dreams imagine that Jacob would make it through that fire, having seen somebody get disintegrated already? It's it's those lines, honestly, that make me think that she is enchanted in some way because she cannot be that stupid. Right. To think after all that she just heard and after whatever <sighs> she knows about Jacob and, uh, you know, the idea that he's like the sort of person that's good enough of a person not to want people to be disintegrated. Uh, yeah. There's yeah. no way that spell is letting a muggle through. Right. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Like, what would she wow, have done if, she, if he had tried to come with her and he just exploded? Oh my god, that would have te- that would have torn her apart. Yeah, but would it though, or was she enchanted enough to have been like, "Oh, that sucks." But... I don't know. I'm sort of still. Oh, on if that it she's was not... genuine. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I can even see the fact, like, I can see the type of manipulation that Grindelwald would do is not like he's pulling the actual strings that are there. So those emotions for her are very real, and that's why it's effective. Yeah. I don't think the situations are are as or the situations are contrived. The, hypoth- the hypotheticals are contrived. Like the fears, mm-hmm. he's plucking at real emotions with fantastical fears. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, like her her reactions, because like I don't think it's fair to call her stupid Mm-mm. because she's having a moment of high high emotion. Right. And you in, in high emotion, you can make irrational irrational decisions. And she is clearly being manipulated from one side mm-hmm. because Grindelwald wants her. I think that's very clear. Mm-hmm. And so, totally. and she's being torn to her, like to her true heart. And so like, she thinks by going this way, she's going to get the goal of what her heart wants. And so like, and I think she's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't like calling her stupid just because oh, she's dealing enough. with complicated things. And there is, I mean, Personally. there is the, the word you use, Frankie, manipulation, I think is we keep looking for an enchantment and it may just not be an actual magic enchantment, but it's just good old fashioned yeah. manipulation. And that's, you know what? That's a really interesting point. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It could just be simple like that. Well, I, it just popped into my you head a second what? ago. But Go ahead. You're fine. That's interesting. Sorry. Yeah. Like, that's interesting because that's why she would be so valuable to him. Because she can actually see the emotions more than he, you know, he would have to probably get to know someone a little bit better. Oh, she's so valuable. Remember, there was a line where he asked her. She can just see all the strings to pull. Asked her about about credence. Yeah, Yeah, he's like, go gentle. He's the guard or whatever. And he's like, uh, you know, how how is he? How's the boy? And she's all like, you know, go easy on him. He's, you know, like he's. Un- he's unsure on yeah. all of this like she he's using her for her like uh empathic you know Definitely. ability just like jean-luc picard and uh troy yes exactly she, it's troy it's uh it's Counselor troy for sure um but the other thing i was going to say was um you know it's very memorable the the scene with grindelwald and credence on the roof where he approaches uh, Credence and Nagini. And he's like, you know, Credence is like, what do you want? And he's like, you know, from you, nothing, but for you, everything. And the question is, what what do you want? And, and he declares right there, very clearly, he wants to know who he is. So how many other people in the movie have had the opportunity to say, what's their drive? What is their primary thing that they want as a character? And the only other one that jumps out at me 
is Queenie, who early on in the movie, after being confronted with Jacob and the enchantment, she says, I just want what everyone else wants. I just want, you know, to have a family, to be married. Like, why can't we be married? All of these things. And so, like, in the, in the first movie, Tina thought it was kind of laughable to think, why, you know, like... Um, you know who who would want to marry him or who would want to be with him about 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 Jacob like she was always kind of uh unsupportive i think of that Tina, of that you're saying. Uh, Tina yeah. of that pairing but uh you know if we want to kind of shit on that uh ship a little bit you know maybe queenie her primary drive isn't Jacob so much as it is uh companionship wanting you know to you know, have what everyone else has in her eyes, having some kind of love or some or, or family. And, you know, Grindelwald gave a line in his speech to everyone in the amphitheater about, uh, you know, all they want is freedom and all they want is, you know, freedom to, to love who they want and this and that. So he's speaking right to her primary drives. And uh, I just, I had already like established and you know probably it's not helping me argue other sides of this but i the first time i saw you know particularly that scene in the amphitheater i just i had i was convinced that this whole you know the the queenie grindelwald situation is a way for joe to write in to the story a character who um is pulled in by somebody like a Grindelwald and how how can you possibly relate to somebody after they've let you down so much as to entertain and join the other side and how could you ever come back from that and if Queenie does come back from this remains to be seen but I think um, just n like observing Joe's you know political uh, contributions on social media and, you know, what she might be thinking about politics these days. I think she could foresee a time in the not-too-distant future where hopefully there's going to have to be a good chunk of people who have the wool pulled back from over their eyes and realize that they had been following essentially a, a Grindelwald-like character and uh you know have to rejoin society <laughs> yeah. and how does the rest of society take these people back in after this being so let down the show where john says something vague and melissa just says it directly about po po politics yeah and then we get complaints about don't bring your politics into the show oh i don't care have we been getting those complaints that's fine oh yeah uh, how are we, we how are we going to keep uh, politics out of any conversation today well let me tell you something about politics that has nothing to do with potter but don't the quickest way to piss Melissa off is to tell me keep your politics out of anything. <laughs> yeah, true. It's because right. yeah. a person who can keep politics out of something is somebody who is privileged to keep politics out of something. Yeah. People, people, a lot of people have no choice but to live politics, mm -hmm. and the only you, you can only turn off politics if you have the luxury of turning off politics. So soapbox over. Yeah. Back to what you're saying about Grindelwald. Um, I think you're right. I think it's a fascinating uh, road to go down. I just think that um, 
you know what would be interesting so queenie has to queenie has to be of this mind to get through that fire for sure but then we also know about this ancestor or not ancestor descendant they have named quentin kowalski which sounds too close to queenie to be a coincidence (laughs) right yeah so it sounds like he's named after his grandmother Mm. um my feeling is the only way she gets out of this unscathed and gets to go back to her life is if she actually turns into a hero. Like she yeah. has, she is made up right now and she has her mind turned and she realized there's a moment where she realizes what she's in and she does something mm-hmm. into some, something really important and valuable to help the help win the fight. You, you know what? I don't think I've ever considered, and maybe we all haven't considered this. This could very much be, a Snape type mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. And we're just at the intimate moment of the conviction and the compromise and the and the bad part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're, you we're know, seeing that Frank, happen. Frankie, think about that. Go back to the moment that Snape decided that that life was for him and then, oh man, and then what when he decided to serve the other side yeah. and therefore reach absolution. Maybe Queenie does reach absolution. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like... I think, again, like, I think the way that she's being manipulated is very specific. And the, because it's it's plucking at, I think, something that is go, that is an objective truth, love. Mm-hmm. And so once he plucks too hard and wrong, yeah. it's going to cut him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. And so, like, he can only manipulate that so far. And so once he does that and he cuts his finger, she's going to wake up. Yeah. And I think she's a force to be reckoned with totally. once you, she has her mind made up. I would love power. to see her. I would love to hear shred his mind or something like that. Just kind of like really put him down on her knees just for a moment. Just like out of like, ugh, she's so, she's cool. She's got to wonder why she I'm can't a big Queenie fan. In his brain already. Well, now, you see, now you yeah, got me wondering. That's, that's like, something I would, I would want to explain. Maybe she gets in. Like what else is going on with her? Why is she, why does she lose control of her power mm. after she just had a little yeah. frustrating moment in the French ministry. Like she's existed around. She's not before. new to magic. Yeah. She yeah, like surely, like because she was so upset. It's like maybe she's upset about you know the Jacob thing, and maybe she's a. Oh, what? Why the hell was she fighting with Tina? She was so upset that she tore up. A very sweet postcard, just thinking of you. Oh, yeah. Like, we, we kind of brush past this, but that's a very weird thing to do, to tear up a postcard like that. Yeah, I was, I'm thinking, like, we, we're seeing Queenie in an adult state. Yeah. I don't think we, we've seen, I don't think, I don't think we saw, it kind of goes back to what I said last week, too. Like, none of our characters are in our, from our first film are happy. Mm-hmm. None of them. The whole movie, the whole, there's not one of them genuinely smile. Except for a Newt when he's doing interacting with these animals because he's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, for the most part, like, I know there are exceptions, but like, so Queenie, I don't, she's in a dark place if she's drugging the man she loves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, I don't think she, like, I, yeah. So, like, I think they've gotten to, maybe she's got, maybe that's something that we don't, maybe that's part of it. Like, that's part of the story that we're going to get next. It just seems so weird to admit when it's a, like, when you have such a small t- amount of time to tell a story, I, it feels right now like it's trying to be told like a novel when we don't have the luxury of the time of a novel. And I'm like, I just want to know things more. Do you think that she'll pop- ever release stuff. a embellished, like longer version of any of these stories after all the movies are done? No. Because I got to think it exists. 
I'm sure snippets and like like short story esque things exist, but I think what I think she's consciously telling this story in this medium, and I don't think she's gonna go back. Yeah, we might get like a page like where like oh that was never seen on camera. Like I can maybe see yeah. like oh an, an interaction between young Dumbledore and Grindelwald doing something one day. Well, but. We have to talk about uh, a tweet that she made recently that somebody asked her to describe movie three. First of all, it's going to be set in Rio de Janeiro. So Brazil, the come to Brazil crowd has gotten what they want at long last. Wow. Uh, and awesome. That's so cool. That's really cool. I'm really happy for Brazil. They are very excited. Oh, Harry cool. Potter fans. And then somebody asked her it's to sum so it up. It's going to be so cool to see the wizarding world totally. there. Mm. Then somebody asked her to sum it up in a few words. And she said that to sum up movie three, the words are answers will be given. Yeah, but I mean, every single book in the original series some answers were given and new questions were raised i feel like if that's the overriding theme she's saying that a lot of these big questions we have after movie two will be addressed and answered yeah but then again you can't answer everything because no and you wouldn't like snape wasn't answered until book seven Mm. um the question that was asked in the first book like is this guy an or not like, is he evil or not? <laughs> I don't find know if that was that. Well, evil later. was answered, but asshole was that answer? Well, I guess he I was know. always asshole. Yeah. You know, you oh, just mentioned that it's that. in Brazil. Have we talked about the new shop that's opened up in Wizarding World uh, Orlando no. called Globus Monday? No. No. Because this, I feel embarrassed that it's escaped all of our radars this long, but um, I noticed this at one Does of my most world recent world? trips to. Uh, uh, the Hollywood uh, Universal and started Googling it and apparently it just popped up out of nowhere in the theme parks. Um, people have asked the cast members there what it was and they either were cagey about it or just didn't have an answer. And um, I think we found out most recently that it's a travel agency in the magical world. Oh. And... Uh, you know, there was thought that maybe it somehow ties into the Fantastic Beasts movies eventually. And if that were to be the case, like they would have to kind of introduce it as though it was always there because it would have had to have existed since, you know, the 20s or 30s or whatever. Or maybe it's something that, you know, Newt or one of the other characters ends up creating after all of their traveling. But. I feel like it's no coincidence that now we're seeing the rest of the series involving travel to different countries and having taken place in in different countries and now suddenly there's a magical world travel agency. Yeah, I'm looking on the Yeah, that seems now. too it's, congruent. I love really that. Cool. The their merch is really the neat. Merch is awesome. It's all like travel tags and cool sweatshirts and luggage stuff. Yeah. There's oh, like a whole for... big shop in Orlando. Cool. Globus Mundi Travel Agents. So Wizarding Travel Agency in Diagon Alley, established in 1876, says Oh, okay. Well, I was wrong about that. Originally located upstairs from Shutter Button's photography studio, but later opened a storefront on Carket Market. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. There's some ads. There's a lot of good stuff on the Harry Potter wiki. Um, Cool. Uh, Lita Lestrange. Oh, Lita Lestrange. You're so yes. interesting in such a mysterious way. There's so much that we feel like we were told about you that we really weren't. And you left right before we could really learn well, okay, a bets, whole lot. Bets on Lita Lestrange returning. She, in she the movie, dissolved like all of them. 
But in the screenplay... What does it say? It says, the fire engulfs her. That's huh. not Not she exploded. She dissolved. Just that she was engulfed. So are she, is she captive someplace? If you don't oh, go through, do you get taken by Grindelwald someplace? That would be an intricate Maybe the fire just part of the spell, but I love it. Is a way to him to execute his intentions. Well, that protecto diabolus. That protecto diabolical. Diabolus. What did you say, Frankie? Wait, but what if, what if the spell is a way to manifest his intention? And so his intention was to get rid of that one guy, to capture her, and to and kind of push Queenie onto his side finally. Well, that's like, quite a spell. What if... The, I'm... I'm just, I'm saying like we're I'm I'm it's a con I don't know yeah protect the diabolical it's a simple, like if you could say that word like manifest if, if it's that abstract I don't know just think I just the, her confrontation with Grindelwald is so strange especially how it's written here read it it says um, this is right after Grindelwald's um, throwing large bursts of black fire at Theseus and Newt she says Grindelwald stop. And then it says, Grindelwald catches sight of Lita. Theseus says, Lita. Grindelwald says, this one I believe I know. Why? Why, why the hell does yeah, he know Yeah, why him? would Grindelwald know? Then we got, Theseus makes a gigantic effort of will, carving a passage towards Lita, determined to reach her. They are using all their skill to keep the flames at bay. Grindelwald moves towards her through the flames as Theseus fights closer, desperate to reach her. Grindelwald. Lita Lestrange, despised entirely amongst wizards, unloved, mistreated, yet brave, so very brave. To Lita, time to come home. Time to come home? Yeah. So. Huh. Now. What does that mean? Do you think he's. Okay. So. All right. Let's parse that up. So much to unpack. You know, I was I was team Lita died until that moment. I didn't realize that that's what he said. Yeah. That is an interesting phrasing. Also, time to come home. Is he saying, like, your natural path is with us? It's time yeah. to turn. Like, is he, did he take her someplace? Is he going to try and turn her? I don't know. Yeah, I don't feel like we're done with Lita. Like, he knows, he says that, he, I believe I know, which is is not super concrete, uh, despite. But he's he knows enough to say that she was despised entirely amongst wizards, and that uh, she was at some point in time unloved and mistreated, but also at some other point very brave. So like yeah, why was she brave? From his perspective, what could he even be referring to here? Could she come back as a ghost? <laughs> what? Nearly headless Nick, just Lita hanging around Lita Hogwarts. Lita's a ghost. No, I think I this. You're right. This is regrets. too charged for this to be their only. Well, and then think I mean, about yeah, the what, last that's not thing the, that she that's does. That's the boring way to solve her. She says he stretches out his hand and she contemplates it. He looks at her, eyes narrowed, and then she looks towards both both Theseus and Newt. Who are watching her stunned and then says, I love you. Which I thought was kind of interesting that she looks at them both and yeah. is like, I love oh, you. There's our answer, right? Um, she points her wand at the skull in R Rosier's hands, which explodes. So this is what she chooses to do. In the moment where she's like, okay, I'm not going with him. 
I can't win. My way of going out, my really important thing I should probably do is destroy this skull. Divination skull bong. Yeah, which is interesting <laughs> that she identifies that. Frank yeah. that. <laughs> the skull bong. Divination skull bong. Yes, like she recognizes the power that that thing can have to sway audiences like the one in the amphitheater and thinks it's the most dangerous thing in the room, but... So that that explodes. Rosier is knocked backwards, and Grindelwald is momentarily obscured in a whirl of chaos. Lita says, "Go, go!" to the others, and then the fire engulfs Lita. Theseus goes wild and tries to dive after her, but Newt grabs him, and they disapparate. They disapparate. Yeah. To where? The fire mirroring Grindelwald's rage explodes, chasing them. Well, that's 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 evidence what you said, Frankie. The fire mirrors Grindelwald's rage. Mm-hmm. So if it is showing his intention and does, doing what he wants and is acting as an extension of him, yeah, what a spell! Very cool spell, and like I loved him conducting it as an aside here, just for the movie when he's con- conducting too. the fire. It's like again, like, and I was I was predisposed to be irritated at every decision Johnny Depp to make. Yeah, really, because like I did not like him in Alice in Wonderland. The last thing I enjoyed him in was like Charlie and Chocolate Factory. I loved him as Willy Wonka, mm-hmm. but like it's been a minute. Yeah, and so like I really, really enjoyed his performance in this film, yeah. and I, I, I hate to admit it. I guess maybe I'm just being stubborn here. Forgive me, but it's just. Yeah. Uh, but he did a good job. He nailed it. No, I think he did do a good job. I don't think, it, but I don't think it was particularly like virtuosic or something that somebody else couldn't have done yeah. just as well. That's yeah. that's true. That's I just true, really appreciate acting with this particular spell when they can't see what the fire looks like. They have no idea on right. the day that they're filming. And yet like Yeah, and a big props to the so animators perfectly. matching that. Yeah, the animators, I guess, big props to them too for um Yeah, they had to match that. his little swills. Yeah. Swivels. So Lita is an interesting character in her ambiguity and in her, her um, depth. And I know some people were really frustrated that be- this she was really cool. She had a lot of shades to her. She wasn't white. And it seems like we lost her. So if she is coming back. I oh, I don't think we lost her. She, that would be the boring a- a way to finish this. Like That's like if Snape really was evil. Like, okay, like, all right. Like, why do we spend so much time with him? And like... She's well, too interesting I don't know, to just because be that. She has, she's got this this checkered past. She swapped a baby, and then she, she does swapped something, a baby. She does something heroic, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure that she did do something that that she perceived to be really helping. Like she blew up the thing. Did she really think that that was gonna protect them? What does she think she was doing there? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying that we don't like. I'm just saying her her the story we've got her so far. This is not the ending for that story. Is all I'm saying. All right, I'll go with you on that one. I'll, I'll, I'll. Her go dying, there. like her dying in that. Like I don't think this is the end of that story. Whatever it is, I don't think this is the end yet. Yeah, I mean, whether it's in flashbacks or, I don't know, it's. Have there been other instances in Joe's writing where a character appears to have died, but they haven't actually died? Oh, she is really because she's that. really cool. like this is my well, golden Barty rule. Crouch Jr. Died, supposedly true, died whole, in prison. Whole point. Oh, yeah, but we didn't see him die. 
Okay. Um, the Dilda Bagshot. I thought the Bagshot was weird. That was weird. And gross. That was, that was dark as Even L. more weird now post this movie. Because yeah. like, what the hell, Nagini? Oh, my You're God. just Nagini. like possessing oh, bodies now. That's right. Like... Was she just craving to be in a human body, and she's done this before? Like, oh, that's gross. I don't know. John, I don't know, Nagini. <laughs> no, Nagini, no. I I don't think that no, Nagini, no, Nagini did that for the first time. I just assumed it was magic. It was a spell animating it, and Nagini got to control the spell. I didn't think she was actually mechanically manipulating the body. That's disgusting. I, I never understood how that magic worked. Because even in the I. movie, it doesn't make sense. How, like, it's magic. It's levitation. When Guardian Leviosa limbs. I, I mean, she doesn't, <laughs> Guardian doesn't have... Yeah, when I mean, Guardian Leviosa <laughs> limbs. I like it. Episode title. Thanks for catching that. Guardian Leviosa limbs. All right. So last time we said that we were going to talk about Newt and his... Um, potential to be on the autism spectrum and what we thought about that yeah yeah i think i thought i thought he um i think i've i I think i remember seeing an interview with eddie redmond or someone no it was it was a youtube video no eddie redmond has said that he believes he's on the he's on the spectrum someplace but in the area of time in which this was written there is no yeah uh there's really no diagnosis of autism or asperger's or whatever you're going to call it but he does believe that if he was if it was today he would be on the spectrum someplace and john and i have been looking into what this means Mm -hmm. like what the symptoms are yeah as as defined by whatever literature there is these days oh i yeah i have um my my best friend's nephew is autistic and um i have i i have a i worked with a guy who had asperger's and so like a lot of the like the i i notice it most in how he plays his eyes yeah um he does a really good job Mm -hmm. and how he connects with the animals so easily and then with the humans, it's it's kind of darting eyes. But with Tina, he doesn't. He likes just staring at her. He does. Yeah, I like it. He does it. He did a good job. He does do a very good job, and it's also um, apparently the fixation on one specific topic can be a thing, and mm. the darting the darting mm-hmm. of eyes is a big thing. Um, yeah, and that's the awkward social interactions, and I, I I love it. I think that of all all these people we've got, and it is about time we see somebody who's not. Who's they not wanted to see representation of people who were neurodivergent. Neurodivergent, what a good word. Yeah, and Ooh, and to see good. it in a way where it's not the central focal point, and it's not like even you know brought up. It could just exist. Well, it's not part of the story. It's just part of him. Right. It's like being anything else. It just happens to be what he is. And I li- I like that. It's a normalizing factor. I bet a lot of a lot of kids on the spectrum see themselves in it and are feeling oh, yeah. validated and like um not as othered, mm-hmm. you know. Representation, representation yeah. matters. This I is think why it's really cool. Matters. And the thing that oh, kind of really bugs does. me is that there's also, unfortunately, a you know, a real criticism that you can make that the character does not necessarily slur the lines, but gives the lines sometimes in a way where it's not damn near impossible yeah. to understand what he's saying. And in a movie where there's so much Come exposition on. and detail, mm-hmm. it's it's so difficult to really have a character who's that important not speaking clearly enough yeah. to understand oh in the interrogation scene especially yeah yeah totally i was lost the first time 
Well, and you know his uh, scenes with Tina, and he's he's trying to speak very hurriedly with her, and uh, you know as yeah. she's walking away, and it, there's some dialogue in there that I did not catch at all the first time I watched it, and then I read it in the screenplay, and then when I watched it again, and I knew what I was listening for, I could hear it a little better. But I don't know. It's I'm still in favor of that choice. I think he's acting Newt very well you know not 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 that we know of newt from prior canon um but i really enjoyed him as a character in this film even more so than in the first film especially watching him do magic i thought his magic in this movie is some of my favorite harry potter magic and all of the the harry potter world i just was yeah it was so in it was so intuitive, and you know what? That, that, it's, it's interesting. Like that, the location spell mm-hmm. was more kind of it was it was a looser. It's a more broader spell. Yes, it kind of reflects the fire spell a little bit too. It wasn't a specific like zap. It was more of a like ma- something you maintain and you and then you kind of manipulate and you kind of like, pull in the right direction. See, the, the question I have about this expansion of the way magic works in the world is that this is pre-Harry Potter, yeah. and this type of magic, we don't see it in Harry Potter. So yeah. do the spells get lost, or is this just... An, an, For an me, as an, I'll, I'll say you this, as an artist, it makes perfect sense to me. Because when I'm going to school, I am taught very, very rigid rules to follow. Yeah, sure. And then once I understand them, they tell me, Kanako, just you do what you want. Like I learn, I learn the basics, and I blend how I feel. Yeah. And so like it's it's... And so, like, I, so to me, it seems very intuitive that these people would be just like, even in the books, you have, it, it talks about it how with, um, when Tonks tries to put all of Harry's uh, stuff in the way, she's like, I can never get him to fold like my mom does. And how, like, she, it's like a twist of the wand or something. Right. That nuance of the same spell executed differently, I think, speaks to the artistic part. Even when, Grind- when Dumbledore says, like, oh, I recognize his style, like, of course, he's gonna make you cut yourself. Like he he rolled his eyes at it. Like it's a primitive understanding of of magic or whatever. Like right. yeah. there is a lot of artistry to it. So like I love seeing these adults doing spells that yes. aren't textbook spells. They're yes. just they're just manipulating their own magic in different in their own ways. I wish more of the adults did did this in the like like Voldemort and Dumbledore do this. Yeah. Other than that, and well, well, McGonagall and Snape when they're fighting, that was awesome. How intuitive that that fighting well, was. Well, there was daggers. The spell spoken in that. No, no, but the, no, it was spoken. There was some like, well, but they were all they were like very like targeted spells. Yeah. You can imagine that people have learned exactly every spell that they. It's not this like breathing through magic kind of thing that well, Voldemort and okay. Dumbledore do. I've always thought if that you, like if you look at the four how uh, Dumbledore's fight. In the books between um, Voldemort at the oh, Ministry the book, of Magic and Dumbledore's fi- well, fight in the saying. movie. Yeah. That's what I'm like, saying. Just, I think this might be a movie verse thing, too. Sure, but I actually think the book Voldemort and Dumbledore fight was oh my God, bigger so and much better, better than so the movie. Yeah, but I loved the movie one because it was so intuitive. It was like he threw an element at him. He cont- he countered it with the uh, the element that yeah. would control it. And then he threw like... Yeah. He threw like fire or say like he threw fire then he put sand and he's like yeah. well then i'll turn it into glass like sure. it was this really intuitive manipulation yeah. sure. right on the moment uh, it was the, improv the magic. element the element fight is boring to me 
We've seen it done so oh, many, I love it. so many billions of ways. Like, okay, yeah, fire. But even water. like the scream, uh, like this, it was like that's what it was. That's what I like when Dol- Voldemort did like the rah and shattered the glass to throw it at Dumbledore. Yeah. I, I love how Dumbledore just turns a glass into sand. He's like, yeah. you know what? I'll just reverse. Like he, that him, it's is like cool. I'll protect that myself cool. by reversing time a little bit, totally. and he dissected the, the glass yeah. into uh, into what it used to be. He, sure. he reversed a chemical reaction, but like a fire which spell. Is great. That's water, impossible. I'm like, Meh. You know, right? See, but yeah, it, like I don't know. I just think it, this could be a movie thing too, because in the movies, like storyboarding and like that, it's really intuitive, and they kind of just go with it. You and know, so it's I'm not saying as the, these, these big cool scenes, I wish were more in the in the original seven. Like the magic yeah. seems to be more advanced before we get to. I like the idea that you know, just like even English today is different than it was a hundred years ago or, or further back is it, it's like they used more words more frequently mm-hmm. and people's vocabulary has, has shrunk to just the necessities. And uh, rather than having multiple words for the same thing, we just settled on one over time and now we just use that one. So I could totally see magic, mm-hmm. you know, having a similar, you know yeah Yeah. and you know the whole idea of do you have to have an incantation with all of your magic i think that there's a lot of examples of spells in canon that require far more than the incantation when you're talking about making a patronus or talking about making somebody feel pain the idea that you have to something has to be summoned in your mind and that the wand and the magic can pull from that and you can speak the words if you don't feel it it doesn't mean anything and uh like the conducting of of fire could have been as much of what he was feeling in that moment as it was with his movements and when newt is doing all of his awesome magic you know very little of it has to do with the incantation there and what i loved about him so much is that he finds ways to make the creatures useful in his effort and the the pairing of that gold spell with the that, yes. that being the thing that the nifflers love and using the nifflers like little you know mm-hmm. hound dogs is just i just loved that scene so much i thought that was so clever I need to see it again i'm gonna do that this week uh, it was so so cute and then they're like they're they're rolling on their little backs on oh. top of the little golden footprints oh, and like, I'm right. like this is so, so sweet like i, I fell in love with these nifflers this movie honestly i thought it was silly the first one and kind of like look at they threw in here just like a pygmy puff just to have right. something to sell in the parks but i thought yeah. these they were they were darn helpful this movie mm-hmm. they they brought back that vial they uh you know yeah. helped him find the clues oh, and, it's limping and the when end. they're a little so limping, little limping and like when he's like wants to jump out of newt's arms on the hogwarts bridge because he wants to walk on the bridge and Mm-hmm. All this, I don't know. I I think about my dog, and I'm like, it just, it's like his little oh, puppy. Oh, my dog is 100% a niffler. Yeah. He ate my Fitbit. He's a niffler. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, he did. Oh, gosh. I looked down. I was like, oh, whoa. That's gone. It's gone. It's, it's gone. Never saw it again. 
you know that that funny line in the movie where Dumbledore towards the end he's like you know do you want to come in for some tea and Newt's like uh, hide your spoons or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that that's not funny. in the screenplay. That's not in the oh, book. Oh really? Like that whole that whole exchange oh, is not in there. That's awesome. That's pretty cute. So the last thing that we should do tonight is take a look at some of the mail that people have been sending us because oh, I cool. love mail and I would like Ooh, yes, people please. to send us more of it. Yes, and we will speak their names and it will tickle them to hear their yes. names and it will so inspire more people to mail, write mail. There's theories on our Facebook page and group. Yes. There's tweets and stuff. Yes. Um, and we will pick some. All right. Talk about. Let's do All it. Right. Uh, oh, mail's here. Bit early for mail, isn't it? But I, I never get mail. Let's open it. The mail's here. Oh, great. Thanks. If my dog could run around and like find gold and and coins on the ground, I'd be so happy. (laughs) All right. So I want to address this because we got we got a lot of this. Could it have been Isabel McGonagall in the movie? This is from Caitlin. This is on our podcast Facebook page. Could it have been Isabel McGonagall in the movie? Did they explicitly say Minerva? I don't remember. Uh, Sure. Uh, Except no. It couldn't have been because if you read the story about McGonagall, her mother, her mother's whole identity is wrapped up in how isolated she was from the wizarding world, which means she was not a teacher at Hogwarts. Right. Also, unless you change that, which you can. Also, the class laughs. The door opens. Travers, Theseus, four young oars or four oars enter. Young Minerva McGonagall behind them. Well, there you go. Also, McGonagall (laughs) is listed as a seeker on a trophy in 1971. So the only way I've I've come to it now, the only yeah. way to make the McGonagall thing work is if she has a time turner, and she's just doing it. She has a time turner, or well, that's an hour increments. What'd you say? Time turners are hour increments. Well, she's a determined person. She will just yeah. sit there and turn the thing as long as she has to. Yeah. Not, oh my goodness, I don't believe that's like. Neither, I, don't I mean, believe, did, I, did you I, catch I, my tone, Frankie? Or maybe she was yes. hauled up in Saint no, Mungo's. She was hold, held up in St. Mungo's. She had some kind of magical injury. They put her in like a magical induced coma that froze time for her. No time passed until they could devise the cure. Until she's the cure was Captain one America. of the uses for mag- for dragon's blood that Dumbledore Aww. was so intent on figuring out. And he figures it out and brings Minerva back. And then she's teaching and she's joined the timeline like we've all known it to be. Sure. There it is. I would love that as next long as question. past 1935. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, next qu- question and comments. Uh, okay. Uh, Mark says, I think we are going to find out much more about blood magic all yes. through this. It cropped up all the way through the Potter series, but never fully explained how Dumbledore knew so much about it. 12 uses of dragon's blood, protection Harry got from his blood, blood relatives. Mr. Blood. The, Mr. Blood, the gleam of triumph. Maybe this blood pact is about how he knew so much about it and the ways it can be used or misused. Ah, the gleam of triumph. The gleam of triumph. That was part of Mr. Blood. Remember? The gleam of triumph was Dumbledore part of Mr. Blood. had a oh, gleam of triumph. Right. When uh, Harry described, that he took his blood. Yeah, because because a part of a part, right? Because a part of Harry is now inside Voldemort. Yes, and I think the Glean of Triumph was a, was about him being connected to him and yeah. making that that separation of them possible at the end. Yeah, in, in, in what you call it, uh, King's Cross. Yeah, that their blood oh, being right. connected it, was a key to all that. Yeah, was what let him slingshot or make the have the benefit of like choosing to walk to go to the yeah or not, and what whatever. led them both to the same place right like if they both died why are they both in the same place and nobody else is there it's because they were connected by their blood 
Yeah, like I I understood that thing very easily because when I was younger, I watched Gargoyles, and there's a character <laughs> who are who are linked by a magical spell. And I say this every time, but every time it's just like if one's alive, the others alive, the others alive. They only can die if they kill each other because the logic just the logic of the spell keeps them alive, and that's the only reason it keeps them alive. Like they'll they'll die for a little bit, but then they'll come back. Should reread that book. I should have watched the Gargoyles for crazy. It's a great series. Everyone <laughs> should watch it. It's just Shakespeare with magic and show uh, Shakespeare and soap operas with magic. So we got a long email from uh, reader Ian, who sent us a big old theory about how Credence could be Dumbledore's full brother. Okay, here we go. I'm not reading this whole. It's so long, and that's not. I mean, this it's so good. Give us a TLDR. TLDR. Um, conjugal visits at Azkaban. What? We, that we know they're possible because Crouch pulled strings to get them. So if Kendra can do it, and the lo- I just love this line. Thank you, Ian, for this. As for the Dementor spoiling the mood of such a visit, well, that's what the Patronus charm is for. Ayo. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so the, the Ian posits that it is definitely possible um, to keep her pregnancy quiet, hide it from Albus and Aberforth if she wants. Uh, and then also Rita Skeeter would never find out, even with Rita Serum. And then after her death, the only people who would, who would need to know would be would be Ariana and Credence, Credence's aunt. Ariana, if she associates her baby brother with her mother's death, might be too traumatized by the memory to talk about it. Oh, there's so much here. It just, it's such a good long theory, but I'm trying to... It yeah. destroys so really many other characters in the process. It completely obliterates Aberforth yeah. and all of his righteous indignation for Albus ignoring Ariana all of that time if Aberforth was also all the while ignoring Credence or this other But if relative. he didn't know Credence was there, that, that doesn't that doesn't complicate it. If if, if he finds... I, it's It's sloppy writing in my opinion, but if they do find... Uh, like a logical pocket to 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 put this character in that that yeah. it doesn't affect Alberforth because he was unaware of it. I can see maybe, but I don't like that because it just seems like it, that makes it all the more seem like an afterthought versus like something that was always there. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do because we think that maybe this was there, a child? Why that... isolate it? So what if like I don't know why we are assuming that. It needed to be, uh, or did that person say that it was Kendra Dumbledore and the father, or just that she? Kendra, yeah. Kendra and Percival, like Kendra made a. Because it could visit. just as well, possibly like been like Kendra was, was like assaulted in Azkaban, gets Our, pregnant and well, doesn't Perci- want to keep the baby. But oh, Perci- I see what you mean. But Percival, I thought, had died. Um, well, they just say he died in prison. I don't think they say when. Yeah. I don't think they ever say when he died. It's like to be a brother, you don't need to have both the parents. Like, it could have just been the mom. And if she was assaulted and she gave up the baby, then it's conceivable that she wouldn't tell That's true. The, the older sons who probably weren't living at home by then. And could have kept it quiet there's a whole lot about like magical childbirth that we don't know i'm sure it's far simpler didn't we say in an old podcast that you could like disapparate the kid out of your 
That's or a was, terrible thing was to it have a, said. A port That's key. A horrible sho- shove a port thing. key up there and be like, you're free. That is so dark and horrible. I mean. That's comedy. You got to think, why would a, a witch put herself through manual labor when things can like disappear and reappear in their world? Like pretty basic spell. Like, Well, I mean, even Molly reacts like those those surgeons who cut you up and sew you back together. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. That was so atrocious to her. Yeah. I, but, I, but I imagine like... I mean, you can engorgio the birth canal and make it oh real easy. Oh my God, easy. okay, I'm done. <laughs> make it real and simple. And we're done. So Aaron wrote us... Erin wrote us and says <laughs> that she did some research on myths and historical figures named Honoria, which is Honoria Dumbledore's Oh, Dumbledore's yeah, sister. yes. And she said that there are two big ones, both of which were hidden away by a sibling because of becoming pregnant out of wedlock. You're what kidding if Honor- me. What if Honoria is the person who the was throwaway, the throwaway? Yeah, because he said brother, but it could have meant cousin. It could have meant... He, he does use the word brother literally, yeah. so... As much as I think no, he no, is no, Dumbledore, it could who's Honoria? Honoria is D- Dumbledore's sister, which we only know about because of the Beetle the Bard, uh, uh, the Harry. Wait, Hart he had two story. sisters. What? He had one sister. Uh, um, no, no, no. Percival. He's talking about the his Dumbledore's aunt. I'm very confused, you guys. Dumbledore had an aunt on his mother's side. No, his uh-huh. father's side is Percival. Are you sure? And I thought it's not it a Dumbledore was... if it's on his mother's side. Well, it, Honoria Dumbledore is not on his mother's side. I just oh, know right. that it was described as the maiden aunt, which Who, means in Dumbledore's, um, when he's writing in the footnotes of Beetle the Bard, he describes he has a maiden aunt, Honoria, that married some Oh, maiden dude. means like, could be like single. Yeah, yeah. That could just mean single. Oh, so like spinster aunt yeah spinster she's a spinster i don't know why honoria was like, a spinster aunt of abbas dumbledore she was once engaged to a wizard who worked in the improper use of magic office but broke off her engagement claiming he had a quote hairy heart rumor had it that her real reason for ending the engagement was her she caught her fiance fondling whore clumps okay it is unknown whether honoria was a sister of percival dumbledore or his wife kendra since the latter was a muggle-born witch she was most likely most likely percival's sister honoria is a female form of the late roman name honorius um uh possibly she was in fantastic beasts is what it says here so if honoria is dumbledore's i like, I, I like the the possibility that this spinster aunt is hiding more than what we know about her yeah well anytime that there's like, that. like a it was thought that it had something to do with horror clumps like that's a huge like <laughs> flashing red light that it's right. not anything to not do with effing horror clumps yeah. or whatever it is that the rumor was no, it the was, only time that came true was probably something important that uh you know we're just gonna let slide under the radar one of the one of the things like people always ask john how in the world is it you get all of these things right uh, they do uh, say that to you all the time we always the especially you know you. At, at work where nobody knows anything to do with harry potter and suffice to say there there are some giveaways and one of them is whenever you get some random bit of information followed immediately by something sudden or happening interruption yeah, yeah interrupted or you know and there's a ton of that in this movie right after seemingly small moments and um you'd think i would have prepared an example but dear reader dear listener you can pick up the book yourself and look for them <laughs> nice john 
It's good. There you go. I'm, I've done this for 13 years, guys. <laughs> Frank is dying over here. Don't die, oh Frankie. We need you. That was wonderful. It was just like, oh, oh okay. I, I guess I See, normally after I'm okay. finished speaking, like the rest of my thought will come to me, and it just did not. <laughs> My cackle of laughter maybe had a hand in that. No, you're fine. Well, Frank wrote us and says, have we considered the significance of the Lestrange family tree omitting the names of wives and daughters, which we know has a reason, but usually when something has one reason, it could be obscuring another. Perhaps too much of the plot would be revealed if we knew those names. That's fair. You know what? That could be, yeah, like a, a sin of convenience for the writing. Right. Like and it's and it's just kind of it's kind of great. It's like yeah, make like make him make him jerks. All the worst thing, all the more the reason to hate him. Because well, nice character color. Yeah, totally. So, um, somebody wrote in something that isn't like a full theory, but I just thought was an interesting bit of information. Uh, so the um, uh, when we were hearing about, uh, or, when, or when Queenie confronted Newt early on about, uh, so you're getting married or whatever, and Newt's like, no, 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 that was a mistake. Like, it was actually Theseus. Queenie's like, oh, shoot, well, that sucks, because Tina, she found somebody else. And the name of the person that she gave uh, is that she she's dating someone else. And Auror, his name is uh, Achilles Tulliver, probably not pronouncing that right, but somebody wrote in to say how interesting it was that uh, Scamander in uh, ancient Greek stories actually had a uh, battle uh, many times, three, three different times where he tried to kill someone named Achilles, and that the oh, hero... Oh, really? Yeah. How fun! Well, like it's a it's a fun bit of entomology, but um, you know, is it, it? It made me wonder. Uh, like, did Tina make this person up? Like, it was she actually in a relationship? Because she seemed like super stoked when she found out that Newt actually wasn't engaged. Yeah. And it seemed like if she was dating somebody else, like that was not in any way a roadblock. And, uh, you know, inventing a person, you know, in that situation see, could yeah. be like a, a fun little F you yeah. thing to do. I, but I like to I like the that connection whether it's like Joe's invention or Queenie's invention like I think that's really fun regardless. totally like, I like that a lot I just love that she's still like being so purposeful with her naming yeah totally nobody does Same. that better yeah well if you would like to send us things that we talk about here on the show please send it to staff at com. what did you say your grandparents can email us yeah at your staff grandparents can email us <laughs> your parents can go to your parents can find us at Facebook Facebook yeah. You can find us on Twitter. We're and we are too old Instagram. to be on Snapchat. And so don't too, tell your little brothers and sisters. We're too old to be on Instagram too. To tell you what you want us. We're thirteen years old. Get out of here. Yeah. We're get, already get out of town. Get out of town. All right. Should we drum it? Let's do it. Let's do some drum. Yeah. Drum 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 drum. <laughs> nice. Drum 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 drum. drum, 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 drum. Oh, yeah, it's been getting big. I'm showing John a picture of George, who's getting enormous. Oh. He's so special, my little guy. 
One of these days, we're gonna have to have the stars aligned for all of our pets can be in the same place. I, I met. I met. I'm waiting the for PetCon. PetCon needs to be a thing. PetCon pet is a thing. You can bring your pet and I'm just pretty sure PetCon is a thing. I'm look probably, it up. You know. Yeah, Melissa got to meet Gilly. Oh my she god. She barked Gilly. at her for a solid hour. Gilly did bark at me for a bit and then we cuddled. Yes. We right? Gilly the bit that Frankie, way. right, in the kneecap. <laughs> yeah, she came right up and just bit me, and I loved it. I loved it so much. She's got like, like she's four teeth. Such a little teeth. Gryffindor. Like, oh. Yes. Yeah, she's a little Gryffindor. That's it was such a little nip. George is full Hufflepuff. Full Hufflepuff. Full is Hufflepuff. he now? Incredibly loyal, wholly motivated by food. Will step on your face for food. I don't know if I can sort Clark yet. I think he's Gryffindor. I think Clark. He just Gryffindor. seems, I th he just seems very boisterous and like impetuous and and like very charismatic and just he he, he loves being around people. He, I think he's he's Gryffindor vibes. He does have Gryffindor. Yeah. He's also really loud, and we're also really loud. That's true. <laughs> well, I'm a Ravenclaw, true and true, and I'm loud. What else been going on in your lives? Um, I moved into a new apartment hey. and just just today I got internet. So All I've right. been living in a desert without internet for a week, two weeks since the first. Oh my wow. gosh, so, Yeah, it's not been fun. And so it's nice that I'm on a laptop right now and not just staring at my tiny little phone. Okay. There you and go. I have... My apartment's it's like at 95% there. All the big stuff is where it's going to be. I just need to organize and put up my cat tree. And then I'm like settled in. Is that I like a my Christmas cat thing that like cat people do? <laughs> no, put I just have a cat, cat trees. Um, no, it's like a big thing no. for cats to climb on. What? It's an all-year-round tree. It's a thing for cats to, to... So you don't decorate it? It's like a... It's like a normally they're like uh, made of carpet. Um, but the oh. one I got is like birchwood. I've seen those. But mine is a birch wood tower that goes from floor to ceiling on a tension pole and it has <laughs> shelves on it. And so it looks hella sexy and I have a planter at the top of it. And so and then these big platforms you can just kind of lounge on. It's great. Oh it looks gosh. really good. I hope the tension pole has hella tension because Clark is not a small cat. Oh, he's, he's used it in the past. I had to take it down when my landlord was selling the place. I never told him I got a cat. Oh. <laughs> so it's been down for a few months. That's funny. And so now that I'm in a place that, like, I moved in, it's pet friendly. I don't have to hide him anymore, so it's great. No, that's good. But he's a big cat. I'm glad that Clark is out and about. I want to meet Clark. All our pets should be in the same place. Yeah, oh, my God. Gilly's I feel like Gilly would get, like, she'd bark at everybody, and then she'd, like, George wants everybody hide. to be their friend. So he would yeah. go up to Gilly and just insist. Yeah. And, just be, and Gilly would just be like, Kid, like, back away. You're too That's, close. How old is Gilly? Like seven. Years? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. She loves my little baby. I know. She's like a nine little years. baby. She's a little baby. <laughs> yeah, she's like a little, she's like a little teacup. Yeah. She's like a little precious porcelain doll. She's a little face. She's adorable. Um, George is nine months. Nine months. He believes the world is his. Oh, he's, he's not sure wrong. of it, actually. Um, yeah. But yeah. He's a good boy. So I'm in LA for only a couple more days, mm -hmm. doing some stuff, doing some site visiting for some for some events yeah. and some other stuff. Um, and that's all I had to say about that. Well, I'm excited and uh, I hope that your rest of your trip goes well and that we <laughs> can look back uh, a while from now 
and say, oh, that was that Pottercast, that, that cool thing almost happened. And uh, that's all we'll say about that. <laughs> cryptic. We're K- so good. So go- yeah, because I am very, very confused We're so right now. So I'll, I'll be the audience's voice here and be like, so huh? Awesome okay, but drum, drum, drum. drum, drum. drum. Uh, anything you're watching, I, I'll tell you what I'm watching. Twiddle dial. Oh, what are you watching? The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's the best show on time. I've never heard of that show. Oh, is it good? I, I see posters. It's I so it. good. Season two just came out on, oh. on Amazon. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. You have to watch it. You will fall All right. All right. Are they going to get Amazon Prime next year? I'm excited. I have a recommendation that's kind of random, but it surprised the hell mm. out of me. And I don't know if it's all that new, but uh, one of my favorite comedy TV shows is called Nathan For You. And um, no reaction from either of you. You haven't mm-hmm. seen it. That's nope. fine. I won't b- try to explain it. No, no. I've seen... I recognize no. the title. I need to Google um, it. But their finale that they had recently, it's normally like a half-hour show. And they did like a two-hour episode Jeez. that was basically like a documentary. And What's it's, it about? It, it's called Finding Francis. Okay. And uh, it's basically... Uh, Nathan, normally his show is 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 about helping a small business owner come up with a way to either market their business better or in some some way become more successful. But he always has some crazy outlandish idea to, to accomplish it. And so this is scripted. It's, it's not scripted. Oh, I have heard of this. And this episode. The, the, like the whole season he was basically reconnecting with some of the people he met the first few seasons but this particular guy uh, was a was he called himself a Bill Gates impersonator and he was just this old man and he mentioned that he wanted to reconnect with an old lost love and it turned into this whole cross-country kind of trip uh, with Nathan and this old man and it the way that it all unfolded is was just so unexpected but so just such interesting honest storytelling and uh people loved it like cool. people just flipped over it i didn't discover it until recently but i would recommend watching it all right nathan for you Let's frankie what's yours um honestly i can't attribute much right now because my life in the last month has been consumed with moving and starting a new job yeah. so like I, I it was more I was watching happy endings on loop for the last two weeks which I love it's a sitcom I will mm. always recommend if you haven't seen happy endings it's it's friends for like the modern era well the modern era of 2013 2000, <laughs> 2010 yeah. 2013 cool. it would it would have one. been it would have surpassed friends in my book if they got more seasons it was really really well done okay cool I've still been watching the good place. Oh, that. don't say anything. I'm so far behind because That's now so I have good. internet. I gotta catch, catch up. up. They just had a mid-season finale. I don't know when it's coming back. Oh, golly oh, darn I it. I know that was the finale. Oh, I'm so course. pissed. I want to know what's going to happen. Okay, la, 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 la. I'm going to go. Bye. <laughs> twiddle dials. Bye. All right, let's, let's twiddle dials. The next password is no, 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 no. Tell me any secrets. Just kidding. Wait, we didn't do it. We didn't do it. I know. I was being dumb. Go. Keep twiddling those dials. The, the next, next password, password is... Don't tell me, don't tell me. Don't tell me. (laughs) Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night. Good night.